0: Hey guys, and welcome back to a new episode of Where Do We Begin? We have something special this week. Harper, do you want to introduce it?
1: Now, we've got a brand new series. We're going to try to continue this in the future. We're going to call it Voice of the People. And on this edition of Voice of the People, uh, we're going to be chatting to fans of each AFL team that has made the final. So I think we've got about 20 people on uh, across all eight teams. We're going to have four teams in this part, four teams in the next part, talk to them about all their prospects, their prospects, and yeah, Jackson, uh, what are you thinking of it?
0: Yeah, um, especially since my team's made the finals, I'm pretty excited for this one. And even if they didn't make the finals, I, I love hearing lots of different
1: people's opinions on how the finals will go and all that stuff. So pretty excited for this one. And we've got a few big guests as well. Uh, so you may have even heard of them. And then we've got some of our mates, some pe- some fans of the show, all kinds of people, because, of course, he's the voice of the people. So Jackson, it's a long one. So should we get straight into it? Let's do it. Okay, now uh, to kick us off in eighth place, uh, we've got some very special guests. Uh, The first one is a man who's very well known to all of our listeners. It's Jackson. Welcome, Jackson. G'day, mate. How are you? And our second guest uh, is Jackson's sister, who has probably also been mentioned on the podcast by Jackson before. So listeners might know her. it's Dharma. Welcome to the show, Dharma.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: Good to no have problem. you It's been on. a long time coming, eh?
2: <laughs> I know. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have a bit of, uh, as much as I had to say, we're going to have a bit of Collingwood chat on this uh, little segment of the episode. Uh, nothing I like better.
2: Neither uh, I can't. Uh, like it.
1: We'll keep it brief because uh, I, feel, I feel a bit jealous and uh, hateful at the moment. So uh, we'll get straight into it. Uh, it's mostly going to be me interviewing you guys because you're both Collingwood fans. So what was the Collingwood fans' like expectations coming into the season uh, for, like, was it top four, top eight, premiership? Look, we finished top four last year.
0: I think ever since that grand final, we've just been – Slowly going at it. So I think top four was mainly our ambition again. Um, again, into uh, injuries this year have hampered us as much as they've hampered every team, but I think we got a lot of the brunt of it at the worst time when we had all these games when we were the last team to get a bye. So I think for what we did, for what we had with us, we did well. We lost some games that we shouldn't have, but we ne- We did win key games. So eighth isn't bad. We just needed to make the finals and now hopefully we get everyone back.
2: Mm, I agree. But it's def- definitely at the start of the season, I thought we were going to do a lot better than we did, seeing as we started off really well, like best in the competition for first quarter wins and with all our players doing really well. We had like hardly any injuries at the start of the season and then it just went really downhill from there. But I definitely thought we were going to finish top four, even first at the start of the season. I was pretty confident. And then it just slowly started going downhill. But, yeah, like Jack said, we were winning games that we had to win, but not necessarily winning the games that we would like to win.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd say if you lose to Essendon in a season, (laughs) you're not going to do much better than your expectations. I was about to say, I think it just sort of (laughs) all just went downhill. But so if... As a Destin fan, if I can take pride in one thing, it's that we caused your season <laughs> yeah. to go downhill. So thank you for saying that. It's made me feel a bit better about uh, my footy supporting life. But uh, anyway, uh, we're going to do a bit of a theme throughout the show. This is our first little segment. Uh, so who do you reckon was Collingwood's breakout star of the season reflecting now that the Homeward away part of it's done? Dharma?
2: Well, if I was going off from the start of the season, I would have to say Jeremy Howe. He 100% killed it until he got injured. And then when he got injured, obviously, he couldn't play, so he wasn't up there. But, yeah, Jack Chris, I would say he was pretty great. He's been pretty great all season. Him and Maynard have definitely been two of the most consistent for me personally.
0: Um, if In terms of breakout stars, for me, like I did mention the other week with Adam and Simon, just someone who's Got their spot in the team. I think now coming into finals is John Noble. Like, 100%. so as much as he's like uh, like a little bit of a cult hero, the guy was mid season last year, mid season draft, came in, played finals for us last year, got dropped this at the start of this year, and then came back. And honestly, I think he's in our best 22. Maybe not when, um, uh, if you bring Langdon back, but Langdon's been out for two years, how maybe?
2: I feel like even if you brought Langdon back, Noble would be up there. He has played absolutely incredible all season. He just tries his absolute hardest.
0: Yeah, for a th- like for me, for Noble is just like he does not do a lot wrong. I, I guess in the yeah. Port game, he did make a big mistake, which didn't didn't actually lead to a goal, but like led to a shot on goal. But he does the simple things right, and that's what we just need. The only thing I th- also break out star, Maynard has just taken it to another level this year. I think in previous years, he has been one of like the up-and-comers. This year, he's literally cemented his side his spot in the side. I don't think I could see a Collingwood
1: team without him in it unless he's injured. Jackson, I think you've just given us the biggest surprise uh, ever seen. And where do we begin by not saying the name of the guy who's been most mentioned in the history of the show? You didn't say Brody Mycheck. I'm shocked. Well, <laughs> I, I love checkers. I genuinely do. But he's just been this like
0: the same. He's been consistent. I don't think he's had a breakthrough year. I think more more so. It's been checkers. I mean, it's been um. Maynard Definitely, he's had his breakout year yeah. like sort of Phillips did in 2018 and John Noble has just cemented his spot on the side. Also, K- uh, Quaynor, definitely. I think like Quaynor, yeah. might
2: need to mention as well.
0: Oh, of course, Dakos.
2: He's definitely done quite well this season.
0: I think, I yeah, he's like also he had, had a big breakthrough. He's
2: definitely cemented a spot on the team. He, I don't feel like he's done too much that's bad at all.
0: Yeah, Dacos, definitely uh, in the 22 under 22, um,
1: we should mention. But, yeah, I forgot about Dacos. Yeah, Dacos. Yeah. He's, hey, he's, just a, he's a the one that I was person. thinking of for calling uh, yeah. personally, yeah. <laughs> but, um, anyway, we move on to the game and... 8-10 elimination final against West Coast is not something that has great memories for me, uh, being smashed by about 10 goals by them last year. But you guys going up against the Eagles uh, on Saturday night, uh, if you listen to this on Monday, that will be in what is that uh, five, six days' time, whatever it is. But how are you feeling about the game, West Coast-Collingwood?
2: Uh, I don't know. I have a lot of emotions about playing West Coast just in general especially from the final a few years back being such an important game for Jack and I, I'd say, but just.
1: Were you there at that group? We were there. Uh, You were there as well, yeah. Yep. We were there.
2: So, yeah, anytime playing West Coast is a bit frightening, but especially when it's coming into our finals chances, it's even, it's up there. Like I'm a bit worried, but I feel like if the boys play at their best, just honestly just try like if they just play as a team i feel they could get it they could get the win
1: jackson your thoughts yeah um our record against
0: west coast in finals has not been great recently i think we in that year they won the premiership we lost them in the qualifying final and then again in the granny so our and one of those times was at Optus, so obviously we don't have a great record against them. Mm. This year we did lose by ten goals to them, and that was our biggest loss of the year. I I do think injuries played a factor in that one. I I I definitely think so, and we sort of Pendlebury missing out on that game with a minute to go before the start of the game.
3: Oh,
2: that was the like sort of a-
0: right, yeah. So you sort of rattled the team. I think we weren't mentally prepared for, to go to West Coast at that point, um, even though they hadn't had a great run in it. And they were just, look, the Queensland form is not great. If we were playing in Queensland, I'd be a little bit more confident. But obviously, I'm never going to tip against Collingwood. But
1: West Coast in, in Perth is a very scary yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, now, being an SM fan... I'm already preparing myself to get crucified by the thousands of Collingwood fans that are going to be listening to this. But uh, So I don't want to say anything too controversial, but when you lose the game, why do you reckon you will have lost that game?
2: Uh, um, just I feel our biggest thing this season has just been – We haven't been playing together well properly. Like we try the little things like the short little handballs and everything and we get through it, what, five out of ten times and then the five other times we just do stupid little things and we drop the ball constantly. I just feel like the decision-making really has to pick up for us to actually win, but yeah.
0: Um, I think a big thing for us, like last time we played West Coast, I don't know the actual score, but they kicked – Like twelve goals two. So they were on fire goal kicking wise that that day. There's not much our defense could have done. Yeah. When their foods are on,
1: they're really oh
0: dude. When JK is on, there is no stopping him. Mm. And they just kicked straight, straight, straight.
2: Yeah.
0: So I don't think our defense is a problem. I think our defense is pretty great compared to the rest of the competition. I And Darcy Moore, like getting an australian nod this year has been fantastic for him as a key defender. Um, I just think it's our forward entries. We play well in the midfield. We play well in defence. But when it gets time to get it forward, we cannot mark it. Like as much as I love checkers, they don't play it well to him. They're finally starting to get it to play well to Cox. Like in Cox getting up the ground fantastic getting confidence
2: Cox steps up during the game we could definitely have a chance he's been playing pretty well and his marks have been a lot better than earlier this season or you know just in general yeah it's th- really hard to get back into the team so having him might be actually a good thing
0: yeah more than definitely I think he has just raised the confidence level in himself by changing his position I think the last since that prelim basically he's been hanging out in the goal square and knows nothing's been getting to him because he's just been two on one against bigger body defenders. But now that he's actually moving around, getting up 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 into the ground, getting these marks, getting these clunks, getting his confidence up, he's been very good. Yeah. And I'm actually really liking the role he's playing. And with having Jordan Ngoi in the forward line, we just need to be coherent. Stephenson hasn't stepped up. He honestly he I don't think he should make out 22 in the finals. Bring yeah, in Callum Brown. That- Callum Brown has been fantastic. Even though he's not a forward, you get him, you get Stevenson out, you put Callum Brown back in the midfield and then you have Cox, Majacek and Dugowie to go to.
1: Yeah. Um, so Eric- let, let's just say you do end up uh, getting past the elimination final and then maybe even the semifinals and maybe even to a grand final. Who's that player that's going to be that player that no one was expecting, but it's just had a huge final series. Uh, who do you, what's your prediction for that player, Jackson? For, um, well, Taylor Adams has been
0: our stalwart all season, but I, I sort of think Pendles, form-wise, like he's been good. Like he got the nod in the 40-man All-Australian team, but... He needs to step it up. I love Pendles like he just broke the record. He's the most games ever played for the club. I honestly think he needs to go back to play like just running the show. When when Pendles gets the ball, time slows down. So he needs to step up. If if we're gonna have a good final series, he needs to be in there, getting the ball, slowing it the game down, getting into our forward line. Especially
2: without side bottom. Like, without Saidi, Pendles and the older boys definitely to step up a lot, even though Saidi's just another one of our players, but he does do a lot in the midfield with Pendles as well. So I feel maybe for the final series, I think maybe the young boys will actually step up quite a lot more, As it, and, like, the new boys, like no, uh, Noble being his, what, second season?
0: Uh, yeah, first and a half, basically. First and a half. First full yeah. season, yeah.
2: Like... I've, a lot of our boys haven't played in the finals before. First couple years in finals, and like without Stephenson there, God, I honestly I don't know who might be a standout player for us. I can't pick it, but I, I would I would love to say Maynard. Honestly, I think he might do something wild. <laughs> Why not?
1: Now, as much as I'd love to keep talking to you about Collingwood, I've got to go uh, stick some forks in my eyes. So, uh, (laughs) now, just one last question. Uh, Very brief. We'll start with you, Dharma. Premiers and. Oh, so no. So, we've got two more questions. Premiers. Uh, Who's your premier? One word. Hollywood. Oh, big call. And the prediction for prediction and margin for
2: Saturday night. Oh. I think we've got them um, by under 10.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> All right, Jackson?
0: Premiers um, in and... terms of premiers, I'd, I'd <laughs> love to see someone who hasn't done it get up. I think it is the season for it. As much as Richmond look good, I do hope a Brisbane or a Port
2: I definitely think Port deserve it more than anyone
1: else. Oh, yeah. They've been so good all
2: season. They've been good. Underrated. I, I think at
0: the start, I don't think anyone's really mentioned it, but at the start of the season, Ken Hinckley was like, we're winning the premiership. Mm. And no one believed him. But they're <laughs> first. They've been first the whole season. They do deserve it, like, as in form-wise. I'd love to see them, Brisbane, like the baby Brisbane team, uh, even the Saints.
2: like Even the Saints. I was just about to say that.
0: Like, I, I don't, like, as much as Richmond look good, I do not want them to win because it's just, like, this has been the season for surprises and craziness. Why I does it like have Richmond, to be Richmond to finish it? I feel
2: like Richmond haven't, like, been that exciting this year anyway. Like, they don't deserve it. Even if they're up there.
1: Like, yeah, we've, we've seen don't that. Don't worry about Richmond. Move on. We, we don't need that. We don't need Richmond again. Who cares? Yeah, let's go Collingwood um, from 8th. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Collingwood but,
2: from 8th. Why not?
1: <laughs> Jackson, last name before we move on to our next guest. Saturday night, West Coast Collingwood, winner in margin. Four. Um, obviously not going to tip against Collingwood, so Collingwood. <laughs> um,
0: well, last time we won at Optus, I think we won by a point. So uh, let's
1: go a point. Oh. Whoa. Jeez. Well- Collingwood's not going to win, so feel free. I'm happy to edit I'm happy to edit West Coast over the top of that if you want me to in post-production. But anyway, we'll get to our next guest. So thanks very much for coming on. Dharma and Jackson, I'll see you in the next segment.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: Okay, and we had some Collingwood fans just before, but we've got another one on now because Jackson was dying to get him on. If you know <laughs> your Collingwood social media, you know this guy. He's known as Swoop Luke. Luke, how are you?
4: Not too bad, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Yeah, great.
0: Uh, Thank you for coming on. Um, So what was your expectations for the season and how are those compared to what we actually finished?
4: Um, I'll be honest. I think my expectation was a premiership really or just um, getting up there to that level again after 2018 and then 2019 being away from a kick. I thought this year we could go that one further, but I don't know if it's because of COVID or just because – of the team, we just haven't – I know we made finals, but we just kind of just snuck in, you know what I mean? So um, – but it's kind of – it feels like – to me it feels like 2016's Bulldogs team that anybody can win it from anywhere in the top eight. So I'm not too worried, but a lot of th- lots of things have to change within the next uh, two weeks before we play the Eagles.
1: Yeah, so you mentioned that Eagles game. Uh, next Saturday, how are you feeling? Confident, nervous? What are your thoughts? Um, I'm feeling not
4: overly confident, but – you know, I know they've had the wood over us for the last couple of years. I do think um, – I'm going to kind of disregard what happened through uh, through the normal season this year when they absolutely smashed us. We didn't have Pendles and Cox wasn't playing. A couple of new kids were playing and stuff like that. So kind of disregarding that. They've got a couple of injuries. I think they might make five, six changes. So um, guys might be underdone trying to – you know, it's, it's an elimination final for us, but it's also for them. They lose and, you know, they're out of it. So – they want to rush as many guys as they can back. Um, but coming out of the Queensland hub, uh, it kind of – it'll like change that monotony of it and um, hopefully just spare us on a little bit. So not overly confident, but I think we might be able to get the job done.
0: So I answered this in the last segment, um, but who do you think is a breakout star that we've had this season? So I've said John Noble and Isaac Keenor because – they weren't in the team to start with, and then they've just sort of cemented their place in the team, for me at least. Who do you think yep. are the breakout stars?
4: Um, I think one of the obvious ones is Dacos as well. Uh, at the end of last year, I thought he was – this would be his last year. I thought he was done. Um, just wasn't breaking into the team, wasn't getting a good run of it, and now he's just turned his career around, which is awesome. But like, like you said, Johnny Noble, um, as a mid-season recruit, he, he got – we knew he was quick as what we needed off the half back line, um, but he fumbled a lot with it and stuff like that. And now he, um, after he got dropped for that, I can't remember what game it was, but he got dropped and he came back and yeah, cemented himself in the team uh, and with IQ as well, just off the half back. Um, just there have been revelations, you know, especially without Howe and giving us providing us with a lot of runs. So yeah, Dacos, Noble and IQ for me. Yeah,
0: yeah, I must say, I am, I am a self reported uh John Noble associations uh, appreciation society member
4: <laughs> um but
0: yeah so we are playing the Eagles this weekend who do have um the wood over us if they happen to get up how do you think we'll lose the game
4: um, oh, I think it's just been the tale of our season the mid to forward connection uh Pendlebury came out and said it I think on SEN this weekend that's um I don't know, this weekend this week we don't like I've been saying in my videos as well, it's just that the midfield and the forward line, they just don't connect as well as they should. I know we don't have a key forward like a Cameron or a Brown or, you know, a Buddy Franklin or something like that, but we have pretty much the same forward line that we did in 2018 and look where that got us. And now it's just that um, I think we're at the moment, the last couple of weeks, we're going at about 30 to 35% um, efficiency inside the forward line. Like, you know, we're having 45 inside 50s, which is great. But when you're only scoring or when you're only, you know, taking 13 or 14 of those chances a game, it doesn't um, – it, it leaves much to be desired. And I think um, our defence is good. We know that. I think we're the second-best second, de- second best defensive side in the league. Um, so I'm not too worried about the defence and, you know, Kennedy and stuff like that. I think we might have them covered. But it's just that uh, the forward line, they cop the blame all year, but it's not even them, you know. Um the delivery to them has just been ridiculous. Uh, so I think if we lose the game, it's because our mids can't hit forward yeah.
1: targets. Oh, I can attest to that as a Bombers fan, like just blasting <laughs> it inside 50, like on top of McDonald tipping Woody's head or some, something yeah. stupid like that. It's so frustrating. And, yeah, I can uh, picture exactly what you're going through. But um, so what's your prediction? And so can you give me a margin and a winner first, Saturday night?
4: Um, well, I'm going to go pies, obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, and I feel like uh, I haven't really thought about a margin, but I don't think, it, I think it'll be a close game. We'll, we'll just go, uh, geez, we'll just go eight points, just a goal in a bit, just something to keep us on the edge of our seats because that's what Collingwood like to do best. They don't like to uh, put teams to the sword. So, <laughs> um, yeah, goal and a half, I reckon.
0: Uh, out of our team, and who will be in the finals? Who needs to step up to have a big final series to help us get the Premiership?
4: Um, who needs some big – I think Mason Cox, I know the last couple of weeks he's been um, stepping right up, but um, he just has to keep that, keep that going. If he can impose himself on games, you know, if he's taken five, six contested marks a game, especially in finals, um, and they don't even have to be in the forward line. He was marking him the other day off, you know, uh, in the on the wing and stuff like that, and it just gives us that outlet because then if Cox push, push, pushes up – gee, sorry uh, – checks down back uh, – sorry, up, up forward, and he can take him, and they swap – Um, I don't think Steve-O gets a game against the Eagles. uh, So – but if he does, he's the one that has to step up the most. Um, He's just been – and we know with his glandular fever and stuff like that, but uh, he has to pull something out of his – out of somewhere to uh, (laughs) – because he's an X-factor. We know what he did in 2018. He scored like 45 goals or something. In 2019, obviously, that 10-week holiday that he had. But um, (laughs) – He's an X-factor, and he can win us games. He can kick three or four goals a game. But, uh, yeah, I think Cox or, or uh, Stevenson.
1: Yeah, uh, so what's your prediction? Uh, if Collingwood don't get up in the grand final, or even if they do make the grand final, if they don't get up and become premiers, premiers who's your prediction for premiers?
4: Oh, it's a hard one. I, I know Port and Brisbane finish top two, but I don't think, I don't think they're um, real premiership contenders, you know what I mean? I Like, Brisbane, when they, when they played us, they had one good quarter. You know, they kicked five goals. And then for the last for three quarters, they kicked one goal. So, and that's against us. And we're not a, a very good team at the <laughs> moment. So, and the same with Port. Um, we didn't play well last week and they only won by three goals. I think uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think it might be another Richmond premiership. I think they might go
1: back to back.
0: Yeah, we're all sort of, as Collingwood fans, hoping that doesn't happen. Um,
1: that's almost <laughs> as I bad think as it can <laughs> yeah, that. Just, I'd hate a Richmond flag. And again, i just sick of it. The Hawthorne three, Pete, was bad, but a Richmond back to back just be Richmond back to back
4: is a, yeah, stuff of nightmares.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. But anyway, I think we better leave it there. It'd be interesting to get a West Coast perspective coming up. But next up, we've got the dogs. and But Luke, thank you very much for coming on. Nice. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, make sure if you haven't check out Luke's um YouTube channel and uh his Instagram. Do you wanna plug him here?
4: Uh yeah, so just uh Instagram and uh Twitter and YouTube just all swoop Luke, just tops with Luke and I'm the only one there, so <laughs> I'll be the only face that pops up. But yeah, no, thanks guys, I appreciate it. And uh good uh, go go, go <laughs> balls, I guess. <laughs> go guys. <for> <laughs>
0: Alrighty, now we've got the seventh places, the doggies, we've got
1: Velvet, Hayden and Chloe. How are you guys?
5: Thanks, how are you? Oh, yes, excited.
1: Yeah, looking forward to uh, to this chat. Uh, the doggies, we we're having a little of a bit of a pre-pod chat with you guys. Uh, some of you felt a bit let down by the season. Uh, do you want to go a bit more into that? We'll start with you Hayden.
6: Um, Yeah, I guess it's just, at the end of the day, inconsistency. Um, Earlier on, I think we we should be happy with how we've gone since round 12. Um, You know, it's been uh, real good to have, you know, a lot of momentum going into finals, but um, some silly selections from the coaching panel um, early in the year and inconsistency is a bit disappointing, but it's uh, good that we've made finals and got there. Velvet, what about you? Yeah,
7: I mean, similar with Hayden, I was pretty frustrated throughout the year and there was plenty of conversations with my dad about not making finals and just looking on to next year and, again, frustrated with the team selection and just knowing that there's so much talent, you know, in our reserves, but they're just not playing. So it was kind of frustrating watching others who weren't performing consistently getting a game.
1: Yeah, obviously Jackson and I aren't, like, the biggest – doggies, knowers. We don't know too much about like the VFL team and all that. So who are some of those reserve players that are doing super well in the VFL?
7: I think that Riley West, I mean, I know he's injured now, but at the start of the year he just couldn't get a game. But I just feel like he's going to be such a talent. I mean, and especially at Liber getting older as well, like to start him, you know, sort of, I think Jonathan Brown, someone uh, said that he was similar to him. And I think like getting him that experience, you know, with all those older boys, Mitch Wallace, you know, Lockie Hunter, is really important instead of playing some of those older guys. Um, yeah, I found frustrated. He's just one of plenty.
0: Uh, Chloe, how about your feelings?
5: Um, yeah, like Hayden said, a um, bit of inconsistency as well this season. Um, even, like, when we would come up against um, the bottom eight sides, you still, in the back of your mind, would think, oh, Maybe have we got this, have we not? Like it wasn't a definite win when sometimes they should have been. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I feel like um, Balbert said our list is good in the VFL too. Um, So, yeah, exciting for next year no matter how far we go in the finals.
1: Yeah. uh, Did you guys have like a particular – was there much of a consensus, I guess, amongst Doggies fans with a particular breakout star during the season? Hayden?
6: Um, so I think a lot of, a lot of fans have been disappointed with uh, Ryan Gardner at the start, but I feel he's, he's improved a lot. Beveridge has given him lots of game time and, and I don't think he's going to be a breakout star whatsoever, but I've been really enjoying his improvement throughout the year. And I feel like, um, as Chloe said, uh, even no matter how far we go into finals this year, I think next year he's going to be something to to watch because he really has improved a lot. Velvet, any breakout stuff for you?
7: Um, I think, I know Bailey Smith sort of had his year last year, but I think the consistency and now, you know, there's that conversation of should he have been number one? I mean, I think there's been, there's been plenty, even Cody Waitman, um, the few games he played, I thought they were pretty impressive, mm. you know, with Mitch Wallace and again, even Hayden Crozier, like I know he's got, you know, hundred or so games under his belt, but I feel like this year he's really stood up, um, yeah, with some players not
1: sort of performing, yeah. So, obviously, the big game against the Saints coming up very soon. Uh, how are you feeling about Chloe? You feeling confident, nervous? What are your thoughts?
5: Um, yeah, a bit of, bit of both, I think. Um, uh, waiting on Mitch Wallace and Aaron Norton, I think hopefully they can be in the side for that. Um, But, yeah, as I said before, you honestly don't know until the siren starts with the Bulldogs. Um, Yeah, a bit of a not sure there, but definitely have a lot of hope and I'm excited for it.
0: (laughs) Hayden, how do you think the Doggies will win this game? Um,
6: I feel like our ball ball use and handball link in the middle of the ground is going to be what separates us from St Kilda at the end of the day. I guess um, we do get hurt out the back sometimes. Um, through being so aggressive, but um, it's a twilight game. It's going to be not a nice day in the gap at, um, in Brisbane, hopefully. So um, if we're clean if we're clean with our ball use, then I think that's where we're going to win it.
1: Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, we'll go to you, Valvo, on this one. What do you reckon, if you were to lose the game, why would you have lost the game?
7: I sort of like relate to last year's final against the Giants. And, you know, again, with some of the team selection, I think that can let us down, and I think it has a lot of the. And you know, you can't blame it all. I mean, they have to perform, and they're getting picked for a reason. But not only that, like our goal kicking, we you know, we've just we've got to score more than we get behinds, and you're not mm-hmm. going to win games by getting 15 behinds and you know five goals. So we've got to really utilize Norton. We have got we have to use, utilize Bruce. And I thought when we played St Kilda last time, he didn't show up, and you think that you know like playing against your old side, you want to have a good game, but he just didn't. So I think we've just got to score. We've got to have direct entries and just, you know, score. Chloe, anything to add?
5: Yeah, um, like Velvet said um, about Josh Bruce, I just – I root for him so much and I want him to just mark the ball, but every game he sort of seems to um, not fully commit and, um, yeah, just been a bit of a letdown for me. But still have hope for him. I'm not writing him off, but – um Yeah, hopefully against his old side this next week, he can finally show us something good.
1: Yeah, uh, Velvet, you mentioned the poor goal kicking there. We've got some Brisbane fans coming up. I'm sure that they can attest to that. Uh, They're famous for their inaccuracy, of course. But we're going to go around the circle just briefly, and I want a uh, winner and a margin for the big game against the Saints. We'll start with you, Hayden.
6: Yeah, so I feel I feel dogs will start off well early and Saints will um claw their way back towards the end of the game, but at the end of the day, I reckon Bulldogs by nine. Love it.
7: I mean, I'll never tip against the Bulldogs. Um, obviously <laughs> I'm gonna go with the doggies. Um, I think it'll be close. I feel like us and St. Kilda have always been sort of similar, so I think we'll get there around eighteen points.
1: Chloe?
5: Yeah, similar there too. Um definitely a close one. Um, but I reckon we'll break away in the third quarter, Bulldogs by 22. Fair enough. Um, so who do you guys think will ha- We'll need to
0: step up to have a big final series, Hayden?
6: Um, so I was looking at the stats today, actually, and I feel Bontempelli is the key to our team um, since round 12. Every game that he's had twenty or more touches, we've won, and below that we've lost. Oh, wow. So I feel it's clear to see in the stats that if if he plays well, we can win the games. So
1: I reckon he's the key. Velvet, how about you?
7: Um, I think Libba and Caleb Daniel, you know, when when Libba's playing, you know, a high pressure forward sort of game, tackling inside fifty, and if he can sneak off the pack, you know, and a ball up inside fifty and, and get those goals, and Caleb Daniel, I mean, the last I mean, the year, he's just had a phenomenal year. And if if we can keep him down back, um, because I know Freya sort of got on top of us, then yeah, those two definitely. Chloe?
5: Um, Yeah, I think Mitch Wallace um, keep playing as he has been. He's so strong uh, in the forward there. And um, Tim English has been really going really well lately. Um, So, yeah, hopefully he can continue to do it for us in the ruck.
1: Yeah, uh, well, just before we get on to our last little question, uh, just a bit of a side note. Of course, there was that uh, Melbourne uh, Melbourne nearly made the finals, but you guys won uh, against the Dockers, uh, kicked them out. So how are you feeling uh, during that game? I'll just throw it over to Hayden first up.
6: Yeah, so um, I think early on it was a bit scary. Um, we didn't quite get off to the start we wanted, obviously, uh, like we'd done against Hawthorne the previous week. But um, I felt throughout the game, you know, there was always that confidence that it's a team who are fighting for finals against a team who are just playing playing for fun, I guess, at the end of the day. So I had the confidence I would get um, over the line throughout the game. Velvet?
7: I think like sort of Chloe popped on before, you can't really go into a Bulldogs game that confident. So, I mean, there was nerves and, you know, it meant something. So, it's even more nervous or nerve-wracking. But once we got over the line, it was just relief and sort of excited to see where we can go if we can win a final, if not go all the way. So, we'll see.
5: Chloe, yourself? Yeah, I was pretty nervous too. Um, yeah, just every quarter kept getting edging away at it. So, um, yeah, it was great outcome and even better that, it was so close to get into the top eight, made it exciting.
0: Uh, last question: If the doggies weren't to win it, who do you think of the premiers this year?
6: Yeah, I, I reckon you can't go past Richmond to be honest. Like, um, they're premiership favourites at the moment, and there's a reason why. Like, um, they've been good. The, the we all thought Geelong were um, in great form, but then Richmond destroyed Geelong. So I think that shows where they're, they're at, and they're going to win their third in four years. So. That's where, I, that's where I believe the premiership will be.
1: Yeah, Richmond have been uh, pretty good up in Queensland from their games up there in the last few years and this year especially where the hubbies, of course. But Velvet, premiership tip? I'm going
7: to go Geelong. I feel like they've had probably the most consistent year. Um, yeah, I, I mean, them or Brisbane, I think Port Adelaide will be out in straight sets, to be honest. So I'm going to go with Geelong though.
1: That's a big call, Chloe?
5: I have found this season Brisbane really exciting to watch. Um, Yeah, so uh, if Bulldogs are out, I'd hope they have a win.
1: Yeah, well, we'll tally all the predictions up and at the end of the show we'll uh, give you the overall prediction from all our fans in the finals. But uh, I think we'll just about leave it there because we've got heaps of other teams still to get to. So thanks very much, guys, for coming on. No worries.
5: Thanks, heaps. Nice to meet you guys.
1: Okay, and now for the sixth place team, we've got the Saints, we've got three guests, we've got Bridget, we've got and we've got Gabriel. Welcome, guys.
8: Thank you.
7: Thanks,
1: Thanks for having you. us. So how how um
0: excited are you guys for the finals here?
9: I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be great. Um feeling really confident about the Bulldogs. Yeah, I don't rate them at all. I'm the
10: same.
9: I think I think we're I think we're gonna have a fun final series. I think it's it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really good.
8: For sure. I'm the same. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. So
1: this season was just beyond all expectations. Do you reckon for all of you or Bridget, you go first?
8: Yeah, for sure. I obviously, you know, finishing like 13th or 14th last season, coming into this season, I was like, as long as we can improve, you know, maybe finish 10th, like it'd, be, I'd be happy. But for us to make the finals and finish sixth is such a massive
11: improvement. So it's awesome. Brody, what about you? I think most Saints supporters can agree with this in saying barracking for St Kilda coming into a new season, new coaches, new players, it's the same, same. So a lot of optimism and hope goes out the window um, quite quickly when there's those early losses on the board. But um, this year I definitely felt something very different. Um, you know, we've got the five new players, Brett Ratton. Um, you know, it's it's just it's great to watch. It really is.
0: Mm.
9: Gabriel? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this year, yeah, it felt different, um, especially seeing the end of last year with Rats coming in, how different it all looked, how, you know, we went from playing this, this terrible, terrible style of footy and then just, yeah. you know, start running again, start playing some great footy. And I was, yeah, um, got to admit out of all of our signings, I was least... Um, kind of happy and excited for Dan Butler, but he's come through, done a great job. And, yeah, no, it's been a great, great, great season.
0: Yeah, speaking of Dan Butler and, of course, Brett Ratton, um, who, do you th- who do you guys think were the breakout stars for you guys this year? Bridget?
8: Obviously, I'm going to start with Jack Steele uh, making his first AA nomination, but I think from St Kilda Persons' point of view, like, he's always been, like... One of our top midfielders. Um, I definitely feel like Nick Coffield and Hunter Clark have really taken that next step up this season. From you know, like their first few seasons, this season they really like notched it up a bit. So I think for me, they were probably the two highlights. I guess is those two definitely
1: I agree with that, Brody.
11: The one player that's really stood out to me is uh, Patton. I yeah. think he's one on one with uh, the opposition's best small forward and. He does really good run with jobs um, as well when he's when he's given that uh, role and I think uh, I know a lot of people are going to disagree with this but Geary as well he's not there to um, get the ball he's not there to kick the ball or handball he's there for his leadership he's there for his um, yeah he's he's there to be our captain and I, I think him and and Patton have been my two this year
9: Gabriel. Yeah, I've uh, been impressed by a lot of players. I agree with Bridget. Um, Caulfield and Hunter Clark have been super, finally. Yeah, they came in a couple of years ago. Now this year, they've really shown something different. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, the whole team has played really well. Zach Jones, I love watching him play. Um, and Bradley Hill, again, more uh, more recruits. But Bradley Hill, yeah, he had a an all right season. But when... He's shown those glimpses of brilliance, and those are some of the best, some of the best pieces of footy I've seen from any kind of Saints team in a long time. He's a he's a superstar. So yeah,
1: yeah. I've got to say, as an outsider uh, with from like a more neutral perspective, I guess, and I'm an Essendon fan. Uh, like I hadn't heard of half the guys you mentioned before this season. <laughs> so like they really went under the radar before this season, but. Now, like, I know pretty much all of them because uh, St Kill is just so much better, which you guys must be uh, thrilled about. But we'll move on to the big game coming up against the Dogs. So uh, where do you reckon you'll win it? And if you were to win, like, what would the reasons be for that? We'll start with you, Bridget.
8: I think we really need to, I think, I don't know if people will agree, but I think Jay Carlisle, we need to play him. I feel like he adds that extra piece of leadership down the back with Geary. And I feel like playing him against Josh Bruce, if he's playing um, and Aaron Norton, I feel like we need to really stock up that defensive area, but also lock down people like Bailey Smith, like who could easily destroy our, mid- like, our midfield quickly.
11: Brady, any uh, predictions? Our midfield needs to step up. That's that's where the game will be won. The Bulldogs midfield have the likes of McRae, Pally, Hunter, Wallace, Smith, all those guys, and we've we our midfielders need to step up. That's where the game will be won. I'm not too worried about the Western Bulldogs forward line. Um, firstly, Josh Bruce has been out of form all year, and I cannot see him playing a good game against us in a final. Um, Norton, he's not 100% in or 100% out depending on what happens with his uh, jaw or his cheekbone um, so that, that part of the game I'm quite confident in uh, our rebound 50 into our forward line if that is tip top shape and and 100% on the go we'll win the game easy.
1: Yeah uh, I doubt the dogs are going to be kicking 21 goals in a row against you like they did against the Bombers last year <laughs> uh, but Gabriel, what are your thoughts on the
9: game? Yeah, um, I agree with what the others said. Um, I think, yeah, if we get... I think Seb Ross plays a good tagging role. He tagged um, Lucky Neal Kept into zero clearances when we played, a, played the Lions. So I reckon he, to go on um, a McRae or a Bunt, would be good. Um, played a really sloppy first half of um, in the midfield against Giants. We're really lucky to get away with it. And so we can't start like that. Um you know, against the dogs, but oh, I think their back line is really short. Um, King, Marshall, memory should all be able to, um, you know, mark, really affect contest, bring the ball down to our smalls like we've been doing well all year. And I think, um, yeah, I think we'll outscore them. I don't think it's going to be uh, that close. I think we'll we beat them comfortably the last two times we played them. You know, I think it'll be the same.
0: So we do have to ask, because it is such a closely contested game between like seventh and sixth, closer than any other of the, fi- any other of the finals this this year. Um, what, if the Bulldogs do get up, how do you think it'll happen? Brady?
11: The midfield. The Bulldogs will win if their midfield gets on top. And that's the one thing that I can see happening because we do have – I mean, we've got Jack Steele, Seb Ross, and Zach Jones has pressed his case today for selection, but – you know, the Bulldogs midfield is just so um, they're just quality players. Every single player that goes through that midfield and their Ruckman, uh, Tim English, he's young. He's good at what he does. He just gets his job done. So I think Bulldogs win. It's because of their midfield. Gabriel, do you
1: agree with that?
9: Yeah. Yeah. And if they're, I mean, their forward line, you know, Norden has kicked six this year. Bruce has had an alright couple of games. I don't you really think their forward line will get up. But if they do, you know, Wallace has had a good year. I think um, that could really be a big difference. Bridget?
8: I agree 100%. We, their midfield could potentially be really dangerous. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so now we'll just go into a quick prediction about the game first up. So can I get a winner and a margin from first up you go, Bridget?
8: Look, I'm going to go St Kilda. Um, I feel like if we come in with... Our good headspace. I feel like we could win possibly by thirty points.
9: Gabriel, um, yeah, something similar. Uh, yeah, maybe twenty-six. I reckon twenty-six point win for the same.
11: Brody, I've got the uh, the Saints pencilled in for a six to eight goal win. I think,
9: yeah.
0: Love love the confidence. I, I must admit I don't have much confidence this week, but I'm hoping we do get up. Um, who are we expecting to having to step up? Who has to step up this final series, Gabriel?
9: Um, that's a good question. Um, I think uh, Max King needs to get some form back. I think he can be very dangerous. Um, he had a great first half of the season. He's really struggled in the second half. Lost a lot of confidence. Um, him and Membrey—they, you know, they're the two tolls that we need to be able to count on. And in finals, that that really matters. Um, so yeah, I think those two are really important.
1: Brody, any particular X-factor player that you reckon might stand out during this final series? Josh Battle for me, he's got a bit of BJ Goddard about him.
11: I just love how he plays. I can see Josh Battle taking this final series with both hands and really giving it a a red-hot crack.
8: Yeah.
1: Agree with that, Bridget?
8: Oh, yeah, 100%. Josh Battle is awesome. Um, I feel like he'll definitely step up, 100%, and I feel like Max King needs to step up as well. Um, Like Gabriel said, definitely needs to step up.
0: So if the Saints don't get up, who are we expecting to win the granny?
9: Gabriel? Gabriel? Richmond and Geelong, I've got to say, are my favorites to be playing that game. Especially seeing what yeah, Port playing the first final against um, Geelong and Geelong smashed him the first time. Yeah, I think I think Richmond win again. Um, I'd like to see Geelong win for danger um, and Ablett's last season. It'd be a nice story. But I think Richmond are the best side. Bridget?
8: I'm going to kind of go a bit different to that. I reckon Brisbane. I'd love to see Brisbane win the grand final, and I think potentially they could take it out if they come out, you know, in, and just go for it. I feel like definitely Brisbane.
11: Brody, your thoughts? Oh, this is a really tough question. Um, I've, re, I've been thinking West Coast. West Coast has been – us and West Coast, they're the two teams I've been thinking that will win it. Fair
1: but
0: enough. I, I love me, the confidence.
11: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, we've got to get to our next guests, uh, the fifth place team. So, I think we'll just leave it there. And thank you very much for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thank Thank you.
8: Thank you so much.
0: And now we have the fifth place team, the West Coast Eagles. We're joined by Daniel, Liam, and Graham. How are you guys?
10: Good. Thanks for
1: us. Yeah. So, um, Eagles, they've been going pretty well for probably like the last four or five years at least, uh, pretty consistently in and around the finals. So what were your expectations uh, coming into the year? Was it like a top four, top eight or premiership even? Daniel, do you want to go first?
3: Um, oh, Look, obviously this year is totally different to any other year we've ever experienced. Um, so ultimately we knew before round one that, you know, hey there might not be a season finished. Um, we obviously knew we weren't going to have any crowds for some part of it. So, obviously, prior to COVID, you definitely would have had us top four um, and even top two, but obviously, you said, with COVID kicking in and stuff like that, things changed and the whole season basically got turned on the sideways. So, the fact that we finished fifth with the amount of outs we've got, ultimately, we would have loved to finish fourth, but the fact that we finished fifth was definitely the injury toll we've had. It's actually a good result.
0: Liam, your expectations and the way the Eagles finished the actual season?
12: Um, I think before COVID, obviously, I was thinking premiership with the team we had bringing Tim Kelly in the last couple of years we have with some of our senior players like uh, Josh Kennedy, Shannon Hearn, um, Lewis Jetta, et cetera. Um, But during the season when we had that three-game losing streak in our first hub, I was wasn't looking too good but the way we finished the season i'm very happy but missed out on top four of course and yeah i think i think we can win a couple games this final series that's for sure graham your thoughts
10: yeah i think that um certainly uh what daniel had to say is uh, a lot of that's uh, pretty close to the mark i think that we didn't uh quite understand what the hub was going to be and i think that uh The second hub, uh, playing uh, Richmond, I thought was a bit tough. We'd played a game just two days prior. We flew out, uh, got to the uh, hotel um, pretty late uh, the next day, had a bit of a training run and then played Richmond. And I thought we actually went okay in that game. And I think the look on the Richmond players' faces at the end indicated that they had set themselves for that. I thought we had to win at least three of our last five games and we did that and... um, Certainly what Daniel said about injuries has played a part uh, in our, um, our preparation, but uh, I think we've got good guns in front of us, and uh, like uh, every official uh, and professional coach will say, we've got to take it one game at a time, and I think this first one coming up is great that we've got it at home, and I think it gives us an advantage over those that are playing away.
0: So who do you guys think was the breakout star of your season? Someone who didn't – initially wasn't in the squad but has made their way into the squad and has broken out in having a,
12: having a stellar season, Liam? Um, well, I'll say someone who has been in the team but has had a breakout year, Liam Duggan for me, for sure. He's improved out of sight for me. His ball use, the way he attacks the ball, just way, way more improved than last year in my opinion.
1: Yeah, Daniel, do you agree with that or anyone else? If...
3: Yeah, yeah, I fully agree with that. Dago was originally drafted into the Eagles as a um, as a midfielder. So he's obviously played that in the eight, under-18 competition. So he's obviously got that experience, but the fact that he had to stand up this year and go into the midfield and actually hold his head up high has been awesome. Yeah, so to me, he's definitely the most improved player.
10: Graham, I think he's a future captain of the club, I'll be honest with you. He has had a breakout year and... Um, Look, it's indicative. If you look through most of the teams that are around the place, anyone who's got a left footer, they seem to have something over the rest of the field. He's been he's been fantastic down back, uh, and I think um, I think Daniel's uh, version of his uh, his centre uh, um, work has been fantastic. And uh, but when you've got so many good players, the only way we're going to find out about other players is either lack of form or through injury and um you know Jets he um he had a lot of time away from the uh, from the game because of personal reasons uh took him a little while Uh, his first game back he got plenty of touches so the fact that he was able to do that uh I think is to his credit even though you know people might say he didn't perform that well
1: now, uh, we spoke to some Collingwood fans a bit earlier in the show and surprisingly for me, they're feeling pretty confident, which I would definitely not be if I'm a Collingwood fan. But, uh, Graham, what are your feelings uh, for the big game coming up this weekend? Are you confident, nervous? What are your thoughts? I'm
10: confident. I'm confident at home that we can, uh, we've can. we got the, uh, the players to do the business. And uh, Collingwood uh, have been um, a bit scraggy about the place. They've got some good players back, no doubt about it. But um, I don't think that they've got uh, the same um, strength that we do, and our mids are playing extraordinarily well. Uh, How Gaffey missed out on all Australia, I'll never know. But that's another issue, um, and he's performed extraordinarily well whilst um, Shuey's uh, been on the sidelines. So I think that our mids is the strength that we have, and Nick, of course, has been in extraordinary form. So I reckon every game is won from the middle, and I think we'll win from the mids.
3: Daniel, yeah. I'll- Look, you obviously go into any game feeling confident, um, especially finals. You know, but as, as we found out this year, any team can win it on any day. The, you know, I agree exactly what Graham said. The midfield is our key point, And obviously, Collingwood has a really strong midfield. But I don't think they're firing as much as ours have been. Um, Grundy is nowhere near the player he was in 2018. He was absolute star back then and even last year. But this year, we think that jumping over him and that and they showed it in the early game of the season that Nick will be the dominant force in the middle. Liam? Um, I have to agree with Graham here. I don't think they have the strength
12: to beat us as in the forward line, you know, they got Dugowie and Stevenson's out of four, Majacek's playing well, but who else have you got to get goals? And then in the back line, I don't think they have an elite, Backman to play against Kennedy or Darling, which, you know, that's yeah, not going to end well for them, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I think Jackson's confidence in the game is absolutely plummeted there. <laughs> uh, if Collingwood do get up, which is unlikely, in my opinion, and if worse comes to worse, and Collingwood do win the game, what do you reckon has gone wrong for the Eagles, and what do you reckon has gone right for Collingwood? We'll start with you, Daniel.
3: Um, oh, look, it's it's on the day; it's different things happen for a, for a game to be won. There's 18 players on the field and four on the bench. So, the, as long as you don't have anyone as a passenger, you, you know you should win the game. So it just depends on the day.
12: Uh, Liam, um, I think if our mids have a poor game, I think we've been down a whole year in ground ball debts. I think if we get dominated in that again, it Will spell trouble for us. I think.
1: Agree with that, Graham?
10: Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Daniel's uh, hit the nail on the head. Quite frankly, uh, it's on the day. Uh, every. I mean, there's uh, two sides have run out. Fifty-fifty chance. But taken uh, how we've uh, performed, quite frankly, and uh, when you consider that we played uh, five games in 19 days, it's going to be tough on us. And that's why we've ended up with a few injuries. Bring them home. Give them a fortnight to uh, recover. Uh, and, um, I mean, I think that um, our mids would have to have a day off. But think about um, who they've got uh, matched up on. And I think that we've got the strength in there. And when we talk about uh, up forward, well, they need to cover four players. So can they do that? Yes, they've got an all-Australian uh, uh, fullback down there, but that's not enough, I don't think. And, uh, and I think with that in mind, um, the only thing that might make a difference and it doesn't look like it's going to be um, a factor is the weather. If the weather turns bad on us, um, and I don't think that that's uh, forecast at this point in time, then it will be a 50-50 ball.
1: Yeah, um, you're clearly pretty into it, looking at the weather a week in advance. It's good stuff, Graham. But uh, now it's we're a week out from the game, but can we get an uh, early prediction and a margin from each of you? We'll start with you, Graham.
10: Yeah, sure. Um, I think that uh, it, w- it will be a West Coast win, and I'm – well, I'm going to be conservative. because you just never know. You've got to give yourself a bit of room, but I'm reckoning uh, 21 points.
12: Liam? Um, I'll go Eagles by 19 points.
3: Yeah. Daniel, you thought? Yeah, and I'm going Eagles by 15.
1: Yeah, all pretty similar. And if it's anything like the 2018 Grand Final, we know it's going to be a cracking game, uh, much, much to Jackson's dismay. But so if you do win the premiership in the end uh, – So if the best possible thing happens in the best case scenario, if you do win the premiership, who do you reckon is like the kind of player that defines your final series that really breaks out and is the absolute X factor of West Coast 2020 finals campaign? We'll start with you,
12: Liam. I think Tim Kelly. He hasn't had the best year, but if he can break out the form he was in last, last year and some of the games he's played this year against St. Kilda and Collingwood, he can play to that level. I think, yeah, I think he's our X Factor, for sure.
3: Daniel? I'm going I'm to say, obviously, everyone will ultimately say midfielders, but I'm going to say Oscar Allen. He's going to give a chop out to JK and to JD, and if he can kick at like, least two to three goals a game, um, being a pinch hitter in the ruck, he go, will go a long way to winning every game. Graham?
10: Yeah, um, I'm going to say the big fella. I'm going to say Nick Natanui. He, uh, he'll control the uh, the ruck work and uh, his around-the-ground work has improved this season, out of sight, I can't believe it, um, and I think that he his impact on the game could be enormous.
0: So, if the Eagles don't do two and three years, who are you expecting to win the Premiership?
12: Uh, Liam? Probably have to go Richmond or Geelong, to be honest. They've been the top teams for the whole year, not on the ladder, but when they've played against the top teams, they've shown that they are two of the best teams. For my personal preference, I'd prefer a team that isn't a Victorian team to win it, of course, if the Eagles can't, but definitely Geelong or Richmond,
10: yeah. Brad? Yeah, it's pretty hard to go past um, uh, if those two make it either Geelong or Richmond. Um, plenty of reasons why uh, Geelong will want to win this one because they'll have three players who won't be together next year, uh, I believe, and uh, and they'll want this one, but I think Richmond's going to be too good. Daniel, yeah, it's gonna, I agree with everyone else, Geelong and
3: Richmond, but Smokey on the outside may be put out. Like their midfielders have bonded um, quite well, and Lysett has actually improved um, their midfield massively from last year. Um, Geelong will. Sh- Basically, they've got to win it this year. Otherwise, exactly their age in midfield, um, Selwood, Dangerfield, ablet they're getting a little bit too old now. So, you know, at least they've got a couple of young kids coming through. But, yeah, I'd probably say if not one of those two, if not Port Adelaide.
1: Uh, now, guys, we've got to get to our next guest. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on. Good luck uh, in your race to get tickets and good luck in the game. Thank you very much.
10: Thanks, guys. Cheers, man. Thanks for the invite.
1: Okay, Jackson, we're done and dusted with part one. That was pretty fun, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely pretty fun. Uh, great to be included,
0: luckily, because I'm a Collingwood supporter. Unfortunate for you because no bombers here. But, um, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, nice meeting all these people who support the Pies, the Dogs, the Saints, and the
1: Eagles. No need to get into that stuff, mate. I already ruined my day. But, uh, yeah, part two is out right now. We've put him out at the same time. So uh, we'll see you in part two. So tune into that. And thanks for listening to part one. Cheers.